0: Hello, and it looks like you have unfortunately meandered into Captain Mediocre's haunted tiki bar, a place where people gather to ramble incoherently at you about one subject or another, and you, most likely on the toilet, listen to us struggling with horrible, horrible constipation.
1: Not us listen. Not us actually suffering constipation. To be you, you never, you know, never mind. Both are possible. Yes.
0: Whatever you pay for, sailor.
1: And if we could offer you a beverage while you're here at the bar? Please hesitate to ask, because, uh, well, we're in the ephemera, and we can't hear, hear or see your requests. So get your own damn drinks. Most importantly, leave your sanity at the door. And with the going with the theme, and our illustrious Philonius wearing a skull on his head feels, feels thematic. And with the theme of our lovely little escapades, we are, always as always, going towards the philosophical or at the very least, the existential, as all of us are at the point in our lives where the existential crises are either ramping up or starting up, or we're looking at the at the summit before we actually stumble into it. One of the topics we will be covering today, as a whole across the board, will be the, the illusion of heroics and heroes in a modern society, uh, the implications of such, and the effects it has on uh, popular culture, um, the actual perception of people and their, the, the, the idyllic nature of heroics as a whole. What it does to, what it does to your average human being when they are bestowed upon with fame or some form of, uh, notoriety for something that they've done. And, uh, I'll start off with Philonius on this particular part, because uh, him and I go back and forth about philosophy as a whole. And uh, we tend to more focus on the more poetic or the more uh, traditional viewpoints of heroics. Whereas I can kind of push towards Orlando, the more pop culture aspects of heroics and the way it affects people in in our modern day. So, Uh, Bill?
0: Well, basically, um, I'm seeing more the modern hero now isn't really anything of accomplishment. It's a survival, which survival, in my opinion, is the bare minimum that life asks out of you. Uh, I don't think there are really any heroes uh, left. Uh, some people would go and say that, you know, oh, look, they you know, that person survived this major catastrophe or this or that. It's like, congratulations, you didn't die. You know, and that is, as I said, the bare minimum requirement of life. Um, other people who have been considered heroes, I mean, I don't believe in the term. I don't believe there is such a thing as heroes. There's no more heroes, and that was a fun game.
1: And also, I mean, well, it didn't really focus so much on that aspect, but it was an interesting interesting game. Um, you're, you're right. In, in, an, in an ever-advancing modern world, you do have that problem where, because of... What would what would you define a hero though? Maybe uh, I,
2: what would you define a hero and why would you believe it does not apply or does not exist in this era? Heroes
0: are a uh, construct, a construct of storytelling. A uh, hero is basically a protagonist. Uh, it is a person who is essentially just going and living their life anyway, but you know that we somehow regard what they're doing as either above ordinary or better than what regular people do when even in you know stories it's essentially just a person who is doing what whatever the has been put in front of them so i mean the uh, the idea itself i think is a fallacy
1: i would disagree with you in in actual exi- in, in actual real life there there are people who societally are considered heroes for what they either their accomplishments or or such I believe what you're more aiming towards is the, is the degradation of the actual you know spirit of it because of where we are in life you know most of the insurmountable things have already been done so there really isn't many people to really take that kind of aegis and run with it
0: Well I think the real way we have to look at this is what we, what would you each of you consider a hero and I can give you the counterpoint. Or at least my counterpoint as to why that person is not a hero. Fair enough. A hero is a
2: person who has been thrust upon a... Um, a series of tasks, whether it is through their own... Um, through their own volunteering or... Or circumstances outside, beyond their control, that... Have them um, accomplish tasks that would be critical to um critical to to the safety and well-being of either places people ideals or or well, general I, groups in i understand the
0: what day. you're saying but i'm asking for an example he wants an example of who a hero? who could you who could you point out as a hero a, on a modern take? Not even on modern, just a, it, it, an actual person who has existed who you would consider to be a hero.
1: Or who was considered a hero through through folklore. And
0: not not even considered, but like that you would consider
1: a oh. hero. Okay, specifically you. you. Well,
2: that's difficult for me to say, but if I wanted to give it an example, I would take
0: I would take the hero of chaos, Cao Okay, Soutzhou. Um well, it's an interesting what you would, you would go and uh, use that. For those of us not familiar, Cao Cao was one of the ruler, rulers during the whole Romance of the Kingdoms period of China and all that.
2: Yes, right around from 185 to uh, 2080. And he's kept often considered a hero of chaos, while his methods weren't necessarily what we would call humane to this day. He was indeed admired by, those, by the people of his time, he was well respected, as well as considered to be in their times a hero.
0: Okay, so you would consider this person a hero, now why would you consider Cao Cao a hero? He was the one person that despite, he was one of the few people that
2: believed in order, no, believed in uniting the land, and sought to restore order where there was chaos running rampant throughout the land. Now, his methods weren't exactly what, what one would typically think as heroic. He was quite brutal
0: in his, in his pacification of the land. Okay. So, essentially, what I would say you would consider a hero, I would say is basically just someone who is a product of their situation uh the Cao uh, Wan, you know said yes was to bring order back to the land but in, in reality this is a person who wanted to bring order back to the land by them ruling the land it, correct i mean sauza wasn't going and sa- saying hey you know who else who would be a better ruler than me someone else now if i'm not correct i'm, I'm am i not mistaken correct
2: what hero do you know what hero would you know that felt that <clears throat> that the si- that the situation would be improved without them?
0: Well, I'm saying in, under that, any circumstance, I'm not saying there is such a thing as heroes. I'm saying that no, no, that, if you, if we follow with that idea, well, that's Heronis. that's what I'm saying. I, you're asking me to prove to to disprove my argument. My argument is there isn't anything as heroes. This, this he he's he was basically someone who wanted to go and seize power and you know he may the the result of the power may have been or the idea behind it may have been something like going and bringing order back to the land but no matter how you shape it this is someone who wanted power you know this is not someone who was doing this like if, if they were living if if he was living in a calm not tumultuous time in his life most likely his desire for power would have led for him to actually going and causing more chaos because that's that's the thing. It's like there is not, there are no there are no heroes in my in my opinion. You know, there's just there's just people who are dealing with their situation, and his situation was the land was already in upheaval and chaos due to the, uh, was it the overthrow throw of the emperor? And that the... was true.
2: But keep in mind that he was alive before the chaos had happened, and he was in his what, in his twenties, thirties when the when the whole up with the whole uprising began. He had he had time to go and and create the chaos himself, or at least um influence the uh, the political scheme into his favor. He never did such a thing. At least it was never
0: recorded that he ever did such a thing. But the the fact of the matter is, is that it's a person who thinks, hey, I would do a better job of being in charge than anyone else. Ergo, you know, I'm going to do what I have to to be come in charge. Now, you could say it's for the good of this and the good of that, but it's really just for self-aggrandizement when you get to the end of the day.
1: I would counter that if an individual such as that was doing it for that purpose, it was more in the fact that in a lot of cases, the society itself idealized that version of that particular path. Whereas, yes, you would want to reap glory and benefits for what you're doing because that's what everyone else in your society did. Does not take away from whatever their accomplishments are. Well, then you're how... merely just put. You're merely just adding a facet of perspective to something. Your your own tainted taint of perspective, not tainted, tainted perspective, because it's just something you're viewing it from that lens.
0: But then again, how could you possibly have such a something as a hero if this is basically anyone in said position would be doing the same thing?
1: Fair point. But how could you say? How could you say to the contrary in that aspect?
0: I say to the contrary of it because I don't. When I say there's no such thing as heroes, the burden of proof isn't on me
1: to produce a hero. No, and you, as you said yourself, you wouldn't be able to do that anyways, because you don't believe there would be one. I, but I would. Not, add, I my aspect to you, my response to you is, what would be a proxy to that?
0: The, what I'm saying is that the only thing that heroes exist are stories or are literary, are literary devices. They're not. They don't actually exist.
1: So. My belief. So then, you do believe the concept of a hero exists, but only in terms of literary and well, con- pop culture.
0: Conceptually, thing it, it's a concept. Con- all concepts exist. But I conceptually understand.
1: Speaking, yeah, I mean, this well, isn't an aha moment. I'm just no, trying to but, frame it in a. What I'm going in
0: saying is that it's 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 just a literary. Uh, heroes are just literary devices.
1: Sure, but if you, but I would also frame it as consensual, the, the consensual society. If they, if enough people view somebody as a hero, would that not bring to bring that into into being just on its face? Not yeah. necessarily the truth, because if because
2: we do have modern takes, such modern folks such as Vladimir Lenin, that's considered a hero to the uh, the Bolsheviks during the. Uh, during the um, the revolution, and uh, yeah, that didn't end up quite so yeah. well as and, a result.
0: And the truth of the matter is, is that I never uh, consider uh, actual society uh, taking it. I don't care about society. The majority of society at times went and thought that the earth was flat and that witches existed and all that kind of stuff. Just because they, you know, that the society thinks it's so, doesn't mean I have to give it any accreditation.
1: Do you ever take a moment and realize what you just said still actually admit it exists now? Whatever people
0: yeah. people don't people haven't gotten the smarter. The more things change, the more they say the same as they say. People are dumb. People are incredibly dumb.
1: So just, just I'm sorry. I'm just taking stock of it. It's more of an absurdity that I'm trying to bring bring to light. Of course, so, but, but I also went I also went and actually brought the definition of hero up on, on my screen here, and it's a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. So you so by by your own statement, you don't believe any of those things exist in humanity as a whole.
0: No, I or don't. are
1: you making the statement that all of those things don't exist in a single person as a whole? By that
0: logic, by by that logic of definition, technically anyone you admire is a hero, and also anything that goes and puts society as the definer on something is something you shouldn't trust just on principle.
1: Okay, so your statement is is that society is inherently untrustworthy on its face
0: uh, people are uh, it's the it's the diminishing returns with intelligence okay you got enough people who believe something the less I want to trust that you know I mean society thought Hitler you know the people of Nazi Germany let's go let's go because internet loves their Hitler they thought Hitler was a hero because he brought them out of the horrible depression so is they are they wrong okay?
1: Well, by that definition, it'd be very difficult to counter that. But I'm also not a German citizen back in, what, 1940?
0: Yeah, so if it's, so something that has to be... Think of Alexander
2: the Great for centuries, a general who hasn't really done much of accomplishments except for causing war and basically destroying Persia and conquering what's most of the entire Middle East before dying around 323 BC for basically nothing. And didn't really build anything as a result. Nothing of note.
0: Yeah, but that's the truth of it. It's like, it's a, is it's it. the thing. It's like, is that is is that a hero? I don't think that's a hero. I think that anything that's going to be defined just by society itself as being a hero is insanely stupid.
1: So then my statement to you would be, wouldn't the individual person whose perception of heroism to you be more valuable than that of society as a whole?
0: No, I don't value individuals over society either. I view the actual concept of a hero as truly just a literary concept. It is just a story. It's a part of a story. That's it. It doesn't exist. There's no person that's a hero. It's just one of those fictitious things, like foils and stuff. We're all just people. Fair enough. What do you think of John Ra? Which one is that again?
2: John Ra was a Nazi during the um, who was stationed in Nanking. Mm-hmm. And despite against orders, stop, helped stop plenty of rapings and shootings of Chinese civilian soldiers and all that stuff. There's even statues in Nanking to
0: this day. That's dedicated to John Rom because they see him as their hero. Why should I celebrate someone doing the right thing at a time where people weren't doing the right thing? I'm not going to that's 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 hilarious that's the idea of going and celebrating someone's like you're the one person not doing doing something atrocious in the room that doesn't make you a hero. That just makes you a person who is doing is more believe is more to their conscience than others. That's not heroic, you know. He—that's a person who just made choices. It's a living, breathing individual at some point, who I'm sure had their flaws, and I'm sure they did—they did wonderful things. He was a Nazi. Pretty hard to say that he didn't. Have yeah. Flaws. So then, like, I—I'm not going to go and say that's a hero because it's not a hero. It's just a person. The very idea of hero—of heroes, heroism—it's just a literary conceit, because we
1: as a species
0: are obsessed with stories
1: that's true i mean it, it's built into our societal structure has been for eons it's
0: it's built into how we classify things also true. how we learn things how we relate things to other people it's all stories
1: very true i mean us being in the midwest especially i i, I it said that our our stories are, are what uh are 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 one of our defining characteristics as our, our little chunk of society, and and that's and that kind of spirals off into the concept of fame as a whole, and while and while you state that, uh, he, he, the concept of the hero is a literary construct or a nebulous construct, in that the concept of fame is very tangible, something that you can't really dispute, because Well
0: I could dispute it if
1: I wanted to on an individual basis you could but you can't you can't deny somebody's fame because their fame is based on society recognizing them for something specific or a number of things you can disdain what they do or dismiss it out of hand but that changes nothing of what their accomplishments are or what they have what they what wealth or a- accolades they've acquired Yes good sir let's not forget Paris Hilton's
2: being famous for being famous Paris who now Exactly
0: yeah, I mean, fame, fame does exist. That's not something of fame, fame is something not as abstract as heroism. But, you know, fame, it's not something that I think is even a point to debating, as you said. Honestly, it's...
1: Well, it's not a debate. This is more of a conversation as a whole. Now, the, the heroicism thing, that was definitely a debate aspect. But like I said, as we talk into these sort of things, it's more of leaning into the concept of fame... In the in the modern lens, and I'm sure anybody could say that at any particular point, but like especially because you and I are in our 30s, and and I know you probably came into that enlightenment a little bit younger. Obviously, you know your literary background, your English background. You probably already had this probably buttonholed into your t- your early teens at this point, but the concept of you know, especially with e-fame and that kind of stuff that happens because of youtube because of blogging and all sorts of other random shit that occurs tiktok i know we're like. hypocrites we're using the same platform in the same way yeah yeah but the but yeah but for me it's not really the, the same level it's i mean your joke don't worry if i it. i get it
0: don't be ashamed of hypocrisy it is a natural way in which humans cope
1: how do you lie, why do you lie to yourself because i have to get up in the fucking morning and it, it, it's more more true than most people give credit for. And one of the things that always really intrigued me was, and, and it kind of goes to, you know, specific people like, I mean, Lance Armstrong is a great example of that, where even I, when I was younger, viewed his accomplishments extremely favorably. Because it's just like, first of all, an American cyclist who is doing so goddamn well, I find it very difficult not to be like, be be at the very least, respecting of what he accomplished. And even to this day, I, uh, it's it's very difficult for me to still kind of, you know, you know, fuse his his, uh, wrongdoings and his accomplishments, because let's be perfectly honest, how many other people were doing that in the first goddamn place?
0: Blood doping?
1: Yes. Quite common. Extremely.
0: But the truth of it is, is that uh, Lance Armstrong, he, 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 one of the main things that made him famous, I believe, in America was the fact that he was a survivor, which, once again,
1: congratulations, you lived. Yep, surviving testicular cancer. It
0: was like, does, does cancer, is cancer freaking awful?
1: Yes. Cancer is a death sentence to many people, and I have, uh, friends and family who have gone through it on various occasions and it, it's a, it's it's a fucking tragedy it's one of the true things looking at our looking in our medically advanced society i'm sure i can say that in quotes because i'm sure we can go even higher at this point it is one of the few things that we cannot definitively defeat in any in in, in any intrinsic manner even those who have beaten cancer quote-unquote still have to go in every other month for routine checkups to make sure that it does not return because anything because any number of things could set it back off and they could be right back at square one again and i bet you most of them probably wouldn't even go through it a second time at that point it's just that's how big of a headache that is but we're not talking about cancer as a whole for me it's a lot of people when it comes to these kind of things there's a certain level of outrage in society that these people end up being human. And, and honestly, it took me till my late 20s to really come to grips with that reality. And it, it also, it has to do with your family as well. We have idealized, version, idealized versions of people in our family on, on different levels. Not everybody. But there are people that we respect in our lives that we have a higher esteem for than other people. It may not be the same as like internet fame or anything, but even in, even in a family setting, there are people that have a certain amount of respect in the family dynamic or even in the greater family circle as a whole. And that kind of spreads out. And one of the things that people don't really come to grips with, and it's never really taught to us as we get older, at least not, at least not firsthand, is that heroes are heroes, famous people. They're just people. Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really sink into us i mean you can be you can be told that you're blue in the face from the moment you step in 18 on look there are no real heroes the people that you were that you admired or the people that you were taught in school they're all people they do stupid stuff they do stupid they're they're, they're there they they have the same uh, foils as any other human being and they just they have the same faults as any other human being. Oh, of course, Mahatma Gandhi was a racist who used to write letters to Adolf Hitler all the time.
2: Martin Luther King was a rapist who ended up having quite a bit of a sketchy history. Um, there's quite about there's quite a bit of history that we have of our figures that we just we learn about when we're kids that we just don't learn until later that they've each had quite a dark past about them or dark moments in their lives that are either glossed over or they're just flat out ignored just because they've had notable um achievements in their lives
0: when you're a child you require much more defined things you were the, the idea the the, uh, the contradictory points of you know, human hypocrisy, they don't work well into a child's black and white worldview. And so that's the way we teach children. Because this is the same reason that they, we have Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and all these you know big lies that out there, I suppose... Really? Because I thought the point of Santa Claus was so that kids wouldn't have to bother their parents about what they want for Christmas every year. I think Terry Pratchett put it best way is that you know we try and convince people of these little lies, so that they can be you know believe the big lies later on. Truth, justice, kindness, all this stuff out in the world that really doesn't exist. It's stuff that we've all mutually agreed to believe in as people, so that we can have a society and not just a rotting hellscape.
1: I mean, we're already st- We stand on the precipice of that every day. I mean it, that goes into the concept even further in the concept of kindness and the concept of altruism. True altruism wouldn't exist unless you don't have a, it, uh, true altruism can't exist unless you are devoid of an ego. You are literally just a you're literally just a robotic, robotic functioning automaton performing tasks. Yeah. And it, and it isn't even for satisfaction that you do something, it's to fulfill a protocol. That would it, it's too difficult. You as a human being would have to have so much uh, you would almost, it, like, Buddhistic, uh, Buddhism enlightenment would have to be achieved to be able to get to that level of, you know, self-sacrifice for other people with no benefit to yourself, even at the very bare minimum.
2: No, even then, that is something that, even even to that extent, you would still have some personal gain to it, considering that the whole purpose of enlightenment is for <clears throat> self-gratification.
1: Well, yeah, because you're divorcing yourself from the human from the human condition.
0: You're trying to rid yourself of pain.
1: Yeah, because existence per Buddhism it is pain, is suffering.
0: Yeah. But mind you, that's also the annihilation. It's an incredibly dark path if you look at it from a specific angle. Is that you're trying to annihilate everything that makes you you, so that it won't hurt anymore to be you.
1: I mean, look at, in, look at that in a contemporary standpoint. How many people go in becoming, you know, adult brain drug addicts because they just want to walk away from themselves? Will they have achieved the, the, the Buddhistic ideal at that point? Because mm. they're not themselves anymore. I mean, if you go by, if you go by the actual, you know, the, the, raw, the, the raw definition, that's exactly what that would be. And a lot of, and the funny part is, is that also stems into actual fame and things. How many people who are famous probably do that shit? That goes back to you know Lance Armstrong doping. What he's not technically himself at that point because he's just whatever the drugs made him out to be.
0: Uh, I'm gonna clear that up for you. Uh, he was blood doping.
1: I don't know. What, I don't know the intricacies of that. Okay. Uh,
0: blood doping is you go and you take. Uh, and I'm I'm probably not a hundred percent on this, but it's not actually using drugs. You go and you take uh, blood. Uh, you you have it taken out of you and then you have it put back into you on there uh, later so that you actually have more blood in your system than you normally would. So it gives you, you know, more oxygen, more whatever this, this, that, and the other. It is, um, it's, it's illegal. I mean, it is still cheating, but it is not actually resulting to drugs. It is going and basically making it so that you have more blood in your system than you normally would.
1: You, if I remember correctly, because I've talked with people who, uh, when the whole medical science thing came out about the concept of putting younger blood in an older body, you can stroke yourself out that way, can't you?
0: I don't know what the actual cause, co- you know, side effects. Because your body
1: can only handle so much blood in your system, you could stroke yourself doing that. That's the
2: same with anybody, no matter what. Yeah. If I'm be-
1: saying with blood doping, it would be the same concept. Yes, it would you're be. Over, you're over. You're over. You're overclocking da- your blood system. It just is your body
2: is not meant to con- to have a concentrated amount of blood cells at a particular point in time your body's just simply not built for that it can't can your your part cannot pump enough blood and cannot carry enough blood in it, in itself right. to um i'm is, looking at the
1: definition right yeah, now yeah it's
0: a practice of boosting the number of red blood cells in the bloodstream in order to enhance athletic performance Uh, Because such blood cells carry oxygen from lungs to the muscles, a higher concentration of the blood can improve the athlete's aerobic capacity. Yeah, many of these are illegal. So basically, you go, you get your blood taken out. You're, you're, uh, you know, like, I don't know, it's probably not even, I doubt it's a lot. And then you go go back later, you have your same blood put in. So now you have way more red blood cells because your body's already produced replacements. And now here's even extra.
1: Yeah, from what I was talking with uh, a friend of ours, Keith, because I was talking to him about the, you know, the, the concept of, you know, <laughs> that, that that whole uh, injecting younger blood into older, uh, into older people thing. If you don't have, if you don't take blood out and you put more in, you have the chance of suffering a horrible stroke because your body can't keep up with it. Very interesting thought process. But, I mean, very weird aesthetic, too. I mean it's not actually drugs that you're injecting into yourself
0: i get where the science was but like most things like that it's it's dangerous it's putting yourself in danger to go and base to go and try and win and it's also like let's let's face it there should have been people think about this the guy was getting older and older and he was still winning you know race after race after race so something had to be, something had to be going on there
1: yeah, but that also goes back to the concept of there's like when when you're younger, you see things in more black and white terms.
2: Here's my question though: before we move, before we go from there, you mentioned about how internet stars tend to be just you know human beings, with with the same with similar moral standards as everyone else. But what do you take for those and those those same famous people who? try, or at least they seem to, vouch for higher moral standards.
1: What do you take from them? Um, depends, on the, depends on the moral uh, pedestal they put themselves on. If you practice what you preach in most cases, which is very difficult to do, at least just from obs- observing the people who have claimed that kind of moral po- posturing, I don't I don't really feel like they would actually. There, there no be There would be nobody who was qualified to make that kind of statement. I'm sure you could go to religious uh, religious leaders. and are like, well, they're you know these are the people who are you know paragons of whatever religious beliefs they have, and such. I, and I don't know. That would be on an individual basis. It'd be whatever the religion was specifically. Because I mean, being non secular as I am, I, I don't religion religion you know that, that kind of stuff doesn't I don't factor that in when I'm when I'm that's fair enough. looking at that kind of stuff but I would ask you the same thing what would you feel in that regard
2: in many in many regards I would say you need if you're going to if you're going to if you're going to make such declarations you better practice what you preach that is just as simple as that. Uh, I know Phil Philonius had uh, mentioned about the accepting hypocrisy as being something that's innate in all human beings. But one of the things that such of those who who go out their way is that they don't pay mind to that hypocrisy aspect and just simply make those declarations of higher moral standings as if though they themselves are excluded from... From said said hypocrisy, it's very rare when we see somebody who actually, you know, who actually lives by the very standards that they proclaim among the amongst to the world. It's very rare. So when that happens, when they end up, you know, going back against their proclamations or against their moral their moral fibers, it becomes a very very bitter aftertaste learning of their
1: well learning of their downfalls to say the least or their deception as it should be that if you were if you were fed the same line about somebody or, or a specific group of people or a way of life for the majority of your developing existence and that part of your reality is shattered it's going to be it's going to feel Irrevocably de- destructive to your your mind, your your emotions, your 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 worldview is is generally being shaken when these kind of things occur, and and, and to a lesser extent, a lot of people who view um like celebs and such with with a with with, with such a you know, um, paragon virtue neglect the the most basic. Most cherished aspect of being human. We fuck up. we none of us are perfect. Perfection is an unattainable goal in human society, in this reality. And I would even go so far as to say in this, in this, you know, in 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 other realities too. I've never stumbled upon another one. I'm sure we'll come across that topic eventually. But a, a, as such, I find it ironic, though. Don't you think that
2: such such a such an optimal, no, such an optimal uh, set of of moral fibers and standings, is something that we seem to relentlessly
1: pursue, despite the fact that it is not something that we can ever truly reach. It's not the con. It, it, what was the statement always? It's not the journey. It, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Most people spend their entire lives obtaining some form of oneness even if it's not a religious experience for them it's something that they're trying to accomplish for their own personal um, I guess would best we describe it their own personal existence they, they, how they exist in 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 such whether they achieve it or not it's never relevant and when and when their friends and family if they have any List off the litany of their successes they will always list it in the concept of what they've achieved and how far they've gone and whatever the, if they have an, if they have an announced goal whatever however far they've gotten in that point or maybe they die in a pauper's grave. who the hell knows life is life is interesting that way. At the end of the day you're you're in charge of who you are. The people who follow behind you have a completely different perspective about what you are doing. In the in, in those years before you, you expire or transcend whatever the case may be and and honestly it, it is to the detriment of the people following behind you that they cling on to you in, as such because they're not understanding what you are trying to are trying to uh, strive for or maybe what you're trying to destroy in whatever case most people, it,
2: people think it's like you perhaps to... it's because they're not looking towards what you're trying to get out of this perhaps they're doing so of their own of their own accord they have their own they have their own goals or ambitions that they're trying to um they're trying to reach and they're just doing it through you or through your guidance or whatever might whatever it might be but that leads me to one question is the illusion of the hero Necessary even in today's society? Absolutely not.
0: Oh, now, now I'm actually gonna have to throw a di- difference in here. Um, do you believe? Do oh, you believe it's necessary? God, yes. I don't believe it exists, but I believe that it, that we have to believe in it. You have to. Children have to have something to look up to. Okay, children have to have a, some sort of goal. To see that. Something that they can model themselves off of. Because the world does not come with an instruction booklet at all. And a lot of children who've been in some shitty you know, times have been saved by the idea of heroes that don't exist. Something that they've attained for. Something that you know, when they were at their point going to go and make the wrong decision, thought of what their hero would do and instead went and made a decision that wasn't as destructive. I think that even though they don't exist in real life, they have to exist in fantasy. They're absolutely vital.
1: Interesting. That is a very interesting take, Phil. I would, I would concur with you to a point. I believe it is necessary to have something to strive for. There needs to be a bar to reach. Because if you look at the contemporary... What, what If you looked at the sheer mundane, mundanity of existence, and you put that in front of a child who is impressionable, ha, has their whole world, whole world and future in front of them, and you throw the mundane aspects and niceties of existence at them without any kind of like pushing up or any kind of ceiling to break through, you're just creating a bunch of broken cogs later on in life. I, I 100% agree with you. There needs to be something to, in effect, some, some bar to reach, no matter how obtainable it may, uh, unobtainable it may be, you know, in, in, in premise. It should be something that allows them to push forth their best attributes and use them as a way to be a better person in a societal structure.
0: You know, it is. I think just to, to believe that something is possible goes and gives us a better chance of achieving it.
1: Very much so. But I would, but my, my, uh, and, and this, this shifts back kind of to the statement of, of fame, or in, I guess infamy would also be part of this as well. Can't have one without the other. And in a lot of cases, some are oh, yeah. some are all or both. In, in in a lot of cases, at least in some in some measure or another. The great example for me was a lot of people, and and, and this this particular person might not be ring to anybody specific, but you know, as as a gamer, as somebody who you know wanders YouTube and such, looking at all sorts of stuff. Uh, there's an individual named Justin Carmichael who. Uh, had a channel where he went by the moniker Juario And, and it, he was actually in the uh, Blistered Thumbs group of people with uh, Angry Joe in them. And they were they, they had uh, connections to Channel Awesome, that guy with the glasses and that all the like. And uh, he was well-respected by a lot of people in, in, in Channel Awesome. People thought of him as a father figure and the such. And when he, when he ended up committing suicide back in 2014, th- there were people who were absolutely crushed in his death. And then, you know, it kind of just dissipated after that. It's the reason why I even heard of his channel. A lot of the stuff I was telling you about, video game-wise, I learned from his channel. Like, you know, like the whole thing about uh, modding, your, modding your Super NES. I heard that from him. That, uh, his, his, his video about that taught me how to do that kind of stuff. It was a very utility thing, but also was very entertaining to me. And I really got enamored by what he actually was trying to was trying to accomplish. And then when everything went sideways with Channel Awesome a couple of years ago, and they put out this giant, you know huge diatribe about all the inner workings of how Channel Awesome was going, and you know, you know, they leaked you know, confidential files with names blocked out. And it came to, and it ended up coming to the attention that there was an individual who had, you know, sexual malfeasance and things that was going on. And it ended up, you know, a lot of people ended up, you know, bringing up Justin's name and going, "Oh yeah, he was, uh, he was, you know, sexually abusing people and all this." And it's just like everyone lost their mind about it. It's like, how could he have done this? Why did they, why Channel Awesome let it go like that? I'm like, well, I'm not going to give you anything to Channel Awesome if they let it go and. Because in their in their actual documentation, they said they were going to fire him, which I mean that could have been one of the impetuses for him killing himself. There could have been a number of reasons why he ended up offing himself. Mental illness is a mental illness, no matter which way you slice it. But a lot of people, their their perception of him was shattered because of these sort of things. And in my head, I went, "Why? He's human. Did he suddenly not become human? What what?" I mean, all of it's alleged because he's not alive anymore to really defend himself. There's no, there's no basis on which which he can. There's no counterpoint. It's just a series of evidence, and 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 words coming from one specific side. But there's silence, and for that, people is like if you took everything into account, and you're like, yeah, he did those things.
2: We now live in a culture though where. It's no that is even if the person is alive, that is no longer relevant. They want to they wanna silence the they wanna silence any sort of
1: opposition if there's enough uproar on one end. No, they want their pound of flesh. It's not about silence. Because these are the same people who go off and talk about him probably till they're blue in the face. They wanna dig his fucking corpse up, which they can't because he's cremated. They wanna take his ashes and fucking, you know, punch them into the ground because they want they, they want theirs. Why not? We did that several hundred years ago with one of the popes. Mm-hmm. We had him accused.
2: They, they they took his corpse, put him into trial, and they just prosecuted him for supposed BS crimes that he could not defend himself well, with.
0: Well, yeah,
1: he didn't even try to make a defense, man. He was <laughs> obviously guilty. Exactly. But th- th- for me, and again... I can't condone what he did. I can't con- condemn what he did because I don't have the proof in front of me. All I have is what was all, all the information that's in front of me. So for me, I am flat neutral on it. Is and my sta- and my statement is, did did you did he did he suddenly become some kind of saint? And if he and and, and in that case, it, why would you hold an, a person who reviews video games, import or otherwise, why would he be held in that kind of esteem? and i understand there was a lot of other video game community stuff he did but why would you you're you're robbing him of humanity by doing that the most beautiful aspect of being human is being able to make mistakes and learn from them and when you cre- when you put someone on any kind of pedestal like that you take away that that, that, that viability that we have two issues with
2: based on to, um, on today's social climate is one Admitting that you made a mistake admits guilt to everything that you're being accused of. Two, no, no. Two, they're not looking for you to make. No, to. No, they're not looking for you to learn from your mistakes.
1: They're looking to condemn you. Well, that's the first step in actual piety, is it not? You have to be condemned before you can be, before you can fa- seek the higher ground, is it not? Well,
2: they're they. If you make I'm asking way, this in, yeah, in know, abstract. No, just, of course, of course, and I'm and I'm only replying. I dig from, it. There are when you reach to a certain to a certain sense, especially when it comes to the egos of some people. If you're if you are in if you are a specific figure, you aren't meant to make these. Um, you aren't meant to make these types of mistakes no matter what no, no no matter how human you might seem to be granted some of these actions are reprehensible oh confirmed. Not, they, sh- Absolutely. they should not be condoned whatsoever the problem is is that once you're accused of such reprehensible actions you are not being given the benefit of any doubt
1: whatsoever no, because in the court of public opinion, you're already guilty. The court, exactly, the court
0: of public opinion isn't really a court. It is just the mom.
1: I'm aware. It's 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 and, obviously it's said in the abstract. It's not no, actually said very it. true. It's not said in any true any true you know sort sort of adjudication.
0: It's it is definitely a and this this isn't really just a modern. A horrible phenomenon. Yeah. It's been around forever. Of course, is that it's just that it's so much easier to get, uh, kind of. We uh, live in credit. the information age. Yeah, we... it, it's easier to get a lot of people saying, "Hey, oh no, he did this," and then our version of telephone is absolute chaos incarnate.
1: Oh, hundred percent.
0: So it's just all you have to do is get one or two people to say, "Hey, this happened," and before you know it, it's it's spiraled out to, "Oh no, he admitted." before God and country, that he did these things. That's terrible.
1: And and kind of the ironic part is, is or, or silly part, I guess, would be the better word, the Alanis Morissette ironic, is our... Is in not ironic at all? Exactly. Is um our me- social media, and media as a whole works that way, but it's so much more nefarious, because somebody will go and make a social blog of some kind... And an outlet will run with it, make a story about it, and then it becomes this weird recycling of that story stemming from an opinion piece that isn't ground in any specific fact.
2: It's like an episode of Gossip Girl, except we're no longer dealing with just high school students that are being portrayed by 30-year-old actors.
1: No, now we're just dealing with a bunch of 30-year-old people I don't, who don't... I never
0: saw Gossip Girl. Is that any good? No. no it looks I can't see it without thinking like That apparently it, it just started Blake Lively's career. It's also a prequel to Supernatural. Get the fuck out of here. Did you not know? Both? No, seriously. Get the fuck out of here. Alright, guys, well, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Stupid where you are. I'm just saying they 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 Gossip Girl and then they went and they fought like demons or some shit.
1: What a weird way to what a weird way to think of that. Oh, well, I mean... it's Great, pro- I'm
0: never going to be able to watch Supernatural
2: the same way ever again. I'm just going to be... You don't ex-
0: think that both those boys are dreamy. There's a problem with your eyes. <laughs> I don't care what your sexual orientation are. They're both hot.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: That's right. They get uncomfortable, Phil. That's what you're here for.
1: <laughs> My favorite character
2: is the trucker. <laughs> I don't even know his name. He just looks
1: like a trucker to me. I'm not even going to start talking about the fact that there's just so much shipping going on. Because I feel like that gives it credence, and I don't want to do that. Kawaii! Desu, desu. <laughs> don't you feel kimochi? chi? No. <laughs> How dare you? How <laughs> very dare you. <laughs>
0: uh, uh.
1: Or, as Beerus would say,
0: excuse
2: you and
1: your entire race. Ah, oh, Beerus. Now you're bringing up DBZ characters. There, there, there's, even there, there's an interesting, par- an interesting viewpoint of what heroes and villains I, are. I'm
0: sorry, if you think Goku's a hero, you're, you're Goku's too dumb to be a hero. No, I think no, of, no, I no. think of Goku
1: as the modern day baby Huey. Yay, I planeted. And there are people who think Vegeta's a hero. I would think Vegeta a hero more than Goku.
0: No. Vegeta would le- be more of a hero's journey than Goku. There, I
2: would say that. But he's no hero. He's a le- he's lesser than a hero than Goku. Because remember, Vegeta had lived his entire life, his entire childhood to, a, to adulthood, serving Frieza. And yep. being fully part of
1: a... Being a royal Saiyan... That's he right, viewers. He slaughtered billions. That's right, listeners. We're going weeb.
0: But until he actually went and found a woman who had put up with so much bullshit that his bullshit didn't even seem like because a she thing. Dealt
1: with Goku
0: all of her young life. Exactly. So like Vegeta wasn't even a thing. Like like that. I gotta say is like say what you want about GT, but if that's not one of the best moments where v- where Vegeta grows a mustache and his daughter just goes and calls him out on how lame it looks. You like, look like such a geek. It's like, oh my goodness, the opinion of this little girl means something to me.
1: My pride, my saying pride. <laughs>
0: Didn't I used to destroy planets? <laughs> there was a time in my life where I would
2: go and destroy planets just for being me. And now, I can't live with a world where my own daughter tells me That I have a weird mustache.
0: Not only that, he shaves it. He shaves it because of her, because the opinion of his daughter means that much. That is character growth right there. That is a person who went from a villain to being a normal person. Can we call it a growth, or do we call it degeneracy? I call it character development of any kind can be considered growth. Anytime you realize what's more important in life. Is that and at that mo- moment, destroying planets and stuff, he conquering went... this was not as important to him as his daughter's opinion. He went from Space Conan to
1: Conan O'Brien. He went to
0: no, he went to space. <laughs> I don't he think that parallel
1: works because Conan is like seven just... feet tall, Vegeta is a fucking four foot rabbit. Yes, and
0: he dominates the planet much like Vegeta. But the truth, fair of, enough, the truth of it is that was a moment where you had to realize that. You know, v- Vegeta is finally starting to get the priorities about what's important in life. Family is important. You know, people you care about are important. Being the strongest isn't necessarily
2: the What, about, what about crushing your enemies and leaving them beneath the?
1: Okay, I screwed that one. Up. I'm not Crush your enemies, no. see them driven before you hear the lamentations of their women. It's a checklist. Come and on, always
0: man. make sure the box office is super good.
1: <laughs> sure, we'll go with that.
0: But the, the truth of it is, is that, like, Vegeta, didn't, Vegeta turned a corner when he realized he needed to sacrifice himself. That there were things more important than himself. I believe that was the Boo saga?
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, that's when it all started to change for him.
0: Because he, he fully had no expectations of going to heaven. This is a world where heaven and hell have been confirmed to exist. And he knows for a fact which one he was going to and he still went and self-detonated because it was the right thing to do no he thought it was the right thing to do but yeah but that's that's him <laughs> following something better than like you know his base instinct like
1: it wasn't the smartest move to make no but if he's looking at an insurmountable situation like that and he's like the worst that can happen is i defeat him for a moment that at the very least it was a measurement of inches not miles but it was still to him the sacrifice he was willing to make and
0: that's the truth of it, is that whereas Goku starts off as basically an entirely pure angel puppy who would be like, I've got to sacrifice myself. I'll be back a little bit later. Vegeta you know, was like, well, this is the end of the line.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because he wasn't... First of all, he'd spent his entire life under Frieza, and the concept of Dragon Balls was extremely foreign to him, even after knowing what they were. He, 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 when he was going for immortality... Even he wasn't 100% sure he, what he was going to accomplish or what he was going to get at that point. But at that point, he was also still selfish as fuck, and we all knew what he was going for at that point. But
0: once he settled down and had a kid and everything, he, didn't, he stopped going after the damn Dragon Balls. He was married to someone who had a, had, had a way of finding them at any point.
2: Well, he didn't marry her until after the, until after the Cell Saga, and that was long after he had the child anyway. He was too busy training to... In his desire
0: to kill Goku. Let's face it, Vegeta was not a good father until GT. Fair enough. Goku was not a good father. <laughs> that's never... way better than fu- Vegeta's topple. I may not be
2: as strong as you, Kakarot, but at least I'm a better father. But then again, that's not much of a milestone to reach. Piccolo <laughs> was a better father than you. I'm going to kill your dad. Oh no, Piccolo. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe that's Goku's complex. He had to kill King Piccolo.
0: <laughs> I think the truth of the matter is Goku is incredibly stupid. Borderline non-functioning, Wait, hold on, and I hold think on, he knows on. that. No, he, it really does have a pattern. Remember Dragon
2: Ball, he ends up killing, No, well, he ends up killing Gohan.
0: Yeah. Oh god.
2: He has a pattern of killing fathers.
1: That's <laughs> a little fat- fratricide you're throwing around there. Hmm. Oh well.
0: But it's the truth. The truth of the matter is that he knows one thing, and one thing, and that's fighting.
1: That's more of a concept of barbarianism than I would say just flat out just being being. I just saw that crack mental. he took on the head when he, he was a child. He has like a point
0: impressive.
2: only because fighting is in is. Is an instinct of the Saiyan. It's a natural instinct for them. It's it's just a part of them. They're the, a
1: warrior race. Yeah, and as a, and as such, they are barbaric beyond reason by the concept of of most of the more civilized races in the in the universe. The disdain that Frieza's race has for the Saiyans is flat out palpable. I mean, the, the he 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 throws around the word the word monkey so much it's it's a, he's using it as a, a, a as a slur, of course. Because he's they space are... space Hitler. Well, not just that, like it, it, it's they even they know what he even she even she, oh, goddamn it. Why it, not? Half the time, no, half I, the time, if
0: you watch the original dub, it, it
1: was done by a female. I yeah, know. Linda
0: Young. Also, God it's, bless Linda Young. You were the best. They're what they're ice cyborgs or something. What are they? <laughs>
1: Are you talking about the... The, 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 the species, race? yeah. I,
0: I have no I idea have about no the name. Fucking they're like, there's a whole, At know.
1: one point in the English dub, they called them fucking androids. Well, they had robotic things. So. No, the... He, he, he didn't have robotic components until later after he had been destroyed and King Cold found him and rebuilt him. They are... I want... I would almost say that they're a specific... Maybe a synthetic type of alien i don't know it's something wacky because they based don't based on no, based on cooler i would <laughs> say they're more related to xenomorphs sure we could go that route i mean they're alien regardless so you're kind of swinging you kind of making an
0: idiot sandwich
1: yeah <laughs> and off the foundation off the, off oh, the reservation we go hey okay,
0: they're changelings
1: well, that makes sense.
0: They're re- they're uh reptile, reptilian, and from- they're
1: from the planet Winter. Hehehe. <laughs> cold Cotton. Everything is cold. I mean, at least there's at least there's actually a planet that we can attach it to. Anyway, just flew right off the reservation on that one. I'm, I, as a society, I, I firmly believe that when you you as an adult. Get to a specific point. There literally needs to be someone who sits you down and goes, "Look, <clears throat> people that you admired, the people you admire now, are human. They are as capable of doing good as evil, societally speaking, as anybody else. No matter what their accomplishments are. I get. There's always going to be the need for the need for the pound of flesh when it comes to people who do who do." criminal things society must be upheld rules laws as such but when it comes to the the minor infractions whatever they may be or even medium infractions like the the level of, the level of uh, the, the the sheer level of outrage that comes out from it just feels so overinflated and maybe that's just a perspective thing for me who just kind of watches who's kind of a I kind of people watch and I've actually counseled people on this Inadvertently, where they're just like you heard about the thing that happened with this person. I'm like, they're yeah, they're human. Why 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 are you shocked by this? It's like, well, it's horrible. Yeah, it's it's terrible. It's absolutely abhorrent what they did. I just, but you know, here's what, what combine that or you put that against what they did. You know, positive in the world. Use the scales. Use the use the scales of the dead to figure to figure your, your
0: sins.